Um, we have Tisha today uh, on our show. We're so excited. Hi. Yes, I'm so excited as well. I am always just happy to be back with you guys. I feel like it, it's just such a fun time to, you know, have this like educational moment, but to also just catch up with lovely people like uh, y'all. Thank you. So February is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. Uh, this is an issue that impacts everyone. Not just teens, but their parents, teachers, friends, and communities as well. Today, we are joined by Daya's Director of Training and Prevention, Tisha Bedi. During today's show, we will raise Houston's awareness about teen dating violence and promote safe, healthy relationships, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so you have this new role, right? Yeah. So it, is it just uh, what happened with the beginning of this year? So we've actually been discussing this for a few months now yeah. and, um, you know, really strategically planning as to how to how we can best support Houston, you know, the Houston community. Right. And so we figured out that, like, yes, we need to do outreach, but we also need to get into like the nitty gritty of it all, like, you know, discuss with the community itself. Yeah. Listen to the community yeah. because oftentimes what we like to do is like us as people is like yeah. go into somewhere where we know that there is an issue yes. and say hey there's a problem here yeah but when you go into the community and rather listen first yeah. and see what problems are there yeah. and then you sort of figure out how to combat those yeah. problems you're able to create a much more like sustainable solution for them so that's what we were kind of doing for the last few months is like figuring out like yeah what do teens need? Yes. You know, absolutely. what do young adults need? Yeah. What do elderly people need? Yes. And so figuring out all of that. So officially the roles that's, began. That's amazing. This January. Yes. Thank and you. Do, yeah. What better person than you? You're so easy to talk to and you know, and always have that beautiful smile. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Good thank luck you. with that new role. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, so what is teen dating violence awareness month? So, it, I mean, it's pretty, it's yeah. in the title itself, right? right? It's Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So every February, people all around the nation and right now maybe all around the world come together, whether old or young, mm -hmm. and really bring awareness and bring in advocacy to the issue of teen dating violence. Okay. Um, I think us as people, we think that, you know, this type of violence doesn't really exist in like younger folks. Yeah. That this is a really big issue maybe in like, married oh, exactly. couples you know yes. but it starts at that age and you know um this is like such a wonderful month for us because we really think that um you know prevention is far better than intervention although yeah. we support both yes. but um you know the cdc even said that just in the same way that healthy relationships benefit the growth of young adults mm -hmm. It, just in the same way, unhealthy, abusive relationships really are a detriment to young adults. And yes. It, it, it carries such a long-term implication on these, like, young kids who are yeah, so... Yeah, and the relations that they're going to have for the rest yeah. of their life, you know? Because I think, like, teenagers were, like, I remember I was so impressionable, you yeah. know? Like, anything I would hear and see, I'd be like... I believe it. I, like, <laughs> So, yeah. you know, now there's so many more complications. As and, like, then I, and teenage, you're still trying to figure out who you are. You mm -hmm. have so much self-doubt. At the same time, you're learning, like, yeah. you know, your personality and stuff. So imagine, like, in that, to deal with violence, right, yeah. from another person that you think is your idol or, you Absolutely. Know, so... 
And yeah. like, I feel like there, as you just said, there's this newfound independence also yeah. that teenagers are trying to navigate. Yes. And it, it's really scary, especially when you feel like you don't oftentimes, we'll get yeah. into that later, yes. right? Yeah. When you don't feel like you have that support system. So to navigate all of that, plus this like abusive relationship, it, I mean, I, adults sometimes crack under that pressure. So right. I can't imagine, you know, what teenagers feel yeah. like. Yeah. And so many people think uh, domestic violence is, like you said, impacting only adults. So how many teens experience this dating violence? You know, way too many, I will say. But um, according to the CDC, I think every year 1.5 million high school students That's fall high. victim to abuse from a partner. Um, and young women between the age of 16 to 24 will face abuse at a three three times more than what like average adults will face oftentimes. Oh. And um, one other thing that I really and I wrote this down because yeah. <laughs> numbers are not my thing. <laughs> but um, while 80 percent of teenagers said that, you know, that uh, any form of abuse is really bad mm -hmm. and that they have experienced that form of abuse, um, only 33% of those 80% actually came forward and said that I have faced some, some, some form of abuse yeah. in my life, you know? Um, and I, I know we use the term abuse, but I also will use the term yeah. intimate partner violence, yeah. you know, side by side, because that is officially what we consider as, you know, um, the violence, but yeah, um, sixty-two percent of young kids also said that they know somebody who has experienced sixty-two percent. Yeah, wow. yeah. But do you think the reason is because they cannot differentiate what abuse or what uh, what it is? Because many times, uh, you know, it is we take it as when we are young. Also, we've been in relationships and we take it as love. Yeah, yeah. right. Then he's being possessive. Or so absolutely. even if he's being possessive, it's like because um, he loves yeah, me, yeah. because he cares mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. So it, you know, it, is yeah. that one of the main reasons? Because we, as teenagers, we don't know. Like we don't even know what how to yeah. differentiate love or and abuse, right? Absolutely, and I think the same goes for adults too. Like what what we haven't been taught we don't really know and if we depend on like really unreliable sources like watching a movie where like mm. the boyfriend is jealous or yes. watching a teenage drama show where like possessiveness is like quote end yeah. quote hot yes. you know you're you're learning from these things that are that aren't reliable and so yes like you know, not knowing the difference or how to differentiate is huge. But then you also have this like mass media perspective of like people shoving these things down these young kids throats, basically saying that like, oh, yeah, these unhealthy like relationship things that, you know, like that we're depicting in our show are actually like really amazing. Yeah, and you they know, glorify it, it and make it normal. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, I, I want to share this because mm -hmm. when I was 15, I was in a relationship. And now when I think back, I had a very possessive boyfriend mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that. I was in that relationship for five years. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. And he was my first boyfriend. And um, it started off very casual, very like fun, mm -hmm. you know, hanging out with a whole group of friends, going for movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then slowly it was like, no, you can't go out. Um, you know, uh, you can't go out with anyone. 
um, and if I went out with anyone, I could not speak to any boys. Wow. Wasn't allowed to see. I mean, I didn't know any of that, How right? Old it's were my. You? I was fifteen. Wow! wow. So still twenty. You had to. So fifteen. Uh, I was. Uh, Four, yeah, I was like yeah, 14, above. 15. Yeah, so and um, yeah, I was almost 20. That's yeah. I was still in India then. Uh-huh. Wow. And um, he would like bang his head. He oh. would actually hurt himself. He didn't mm-hmm. never did hurt me. Mm-hmm. But I think mine was, for me, it was he made me mentally like responsible yeah. and yeah. emotionally and all that. Yeah. Like, see, you know, because you're doing this, I'm hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And that is a big form of abuse, which I just really learned recently Mm -hmm. that like if an abusive partner, uh, the perpetrator is like inflicting pain on themselves Mm -hmm. as a response of you saying you're going to leave or you're going to report it. Mm -hmm. That is another form of abuse. And it's like mental psychological abuse that like, oh, wow, if I step forward and I admit to this. Yeah. And so thank you for sharing that, Lynn. Like that, uh, <laughs> I've never shared that because yeah. Layla's shocked that I, yeah, exactly. um, you know, I uh, went through. I guess it's sometimes it's, it's buried inside yeah, you and not. it doesn't come out. But because you're talking about it and I think by coming out and talking, it helps other teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so we don't come to that, you know, they don't have to go through what I have gone through mm-hmm. or things like that. I mean, I wasn't physically harmed. I can yeah. say that. Yeah. But he would literally bang his head onto the wall or he would uh you know slash his hands he would wow. say oh this is a knife and if you don't if you ever leave me you know I, that's it i'm done like mm-hmm. you know like he is done right yeah. so i i always felt responsible and i was like i can't you know and i i even remember my cousins because we lived in a joint family and my cousins were like just leave him yeah. and i would be like no i can't you know yeah. So because I felt I'm responsible for his life. I mean, uh, I love him and we love each other. And he's just it's just the love that is, you know, he is. And I I didn't even think like, oh, he's weak. That's him. That's his issue. But I just felt this this huge burden on me, Mm -hmm. you know, like and I couldn't. Of course, I mean, I was hiding from my parents, you know, the love or whatever. But my cousins knew my friends knew. And I remember times where I would just want to go away and walk and cry because I was I've I didn't realize the emotions I was going through when you're that young you don't realize anything right except the love so and then when everything is okay he would bring me flowers and we would go out for a movie (laughs) that's something you've heard all the time you're like oh Lynn oh my gosh No, but this is, I mean, this this is real life, right? Yeah. Um, and I can tell you how many people that I've worked with or like even friends who have had similar experiences and have come forward and said it now and they say like, oh, I wish what I knew now back then yes. and I wouldn't have, yeah. you know, fallen into this like cycle of abuse, which is like the cycle of abuse basically is like tensions build, they explode and then the honeymoon phase starts again where the gift giving comes back and it's yeah. like the cycle and it takes Lynn I'm I don't know if you're part of the statistic but it takes up to 9 times to leave a relationship yeah so like we've, we've broken up and patched up yeah. and things yeah. like that and and for me you know I never realized like my parents are very broad minded they never mm-hmm ever restricted us to go out with a whole group of friends mixed with boys there was nothing like that you can't talk to boys right but with him it was like you can't talk to a boy and every guy or whoever would come like we would always be in groups but I was not allowed to 
And I always tried, and even if like he made plans and I couldn't go, mm-hmm. because at that time my parents didn't know. So I, yeah. I had to kind of juggle my yeah. parents and him. Yeah. And he was like, let's go for a movie or, you know, like Valentine's Day, let's yeah. go out. And I'm like, no, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he would start harming himself, hurting himself. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Lynn. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I, I know, but I'm I so, so, yeah. <laughs> not unknowing for some reason. I don't know. But I mean, the, this story is going to help so many people of the listeners, whether they've gone through it or they have young, you know, teenagers who may have maybe going through it or maybe don't know that yes. they're going through it. And so maybe it'll encourage them to talk. Yeah. To them and today. friends, you know, I, I really want to tell people like the young teenagers like when friends tell you you listen like kind of you don't have to do what they say but their advice something sometimes matters because yeah. a lot of my friends would talk to me and tell me like he's not right for you it's not yeah. you know but we never use the word abuse and i guess that time in india we don't really talk about things right like yes. domestic violence oh, and abuse no. and all, yeah. only over here yeah yeah yes. so i think in yeah back home i think Abuse is like basically. I mean, the it's the end, life, the worst thing yeah. you know ever is like. Yeah. It's part of life, right? But people think what abuse is like. Basically, if somebody has beat the other person, yes. black and blue, yes. and yeah. like, yeah, you're right, you're right. The physical, yeah. yeah, yeah. But nobody really talks back home about psychological abuse, or like verbal abuse. Yes, My you gosh. know, because everyone's cussing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Like at that time when you were a teenager, you would use cuss words. But, you know, when you moved here, you're like, oh, that was not normal. (laughs) (laughs) So even now when I meet some of my friends and then they're using the cuss words, you kind of seem to get into the flow. But like at first you're like, oh, my God, like what is happening? Right. Because it's it's so different. So it's so different. And like, I mean, just culturally, I feel like people out on the road, I mean, you do something wrong. And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is verbal Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what are some red flags that a teen might be experiencing um, during dating violence? Is it typically physical violence? You know, I'm so grateful, like, Lynn, yes, that you yeah. shared this story, um, your story. But um, one of the biggest signs is possessiveness or jealousy, and yeah. um, at a young age, as we have just discussed, it's really difficult to see like that that's a problem. You know, you want to be as a young person who has all these hormones raging and so many things happening around them. People are in relationships every other day. You know, you too want to have those feelings. So getting into a relationship and seeing that this person is jealous, like maybe it's flattering sometimes, you know, but then that possessiveness turns into, you can't go see, Mm -hmm. you talk to any other boy. You can't hang out with your friends. You have to hang out with me. Um, And then these days, something that we're noticing in a lot of, you know, um, a red flag that we're noticing in a lot of teenage relationships is that um, there's a lot of invasion of privacy. So whether that means on social media Mm-hmm. or just in friend circles like people will try to get information out of you and yeah. your partner will get information out of you or your friends or go to your social media hack into your social yeah. media yeah. to see if you're talking to anyone else um really unexpected like bouts of rage yeah. and anger is yeah. a huge red flag yeah. because um i I, I always think that we try to justify other people's actions, yes. but 
but I have to really learn. And this is something I'm continuously learning is like, believe people when they paint their own picture, right? You know, don't try to color it in yourself. Like what picture they're painting, look at it and believe it. So if somebody has bouts of anger, and maybe if it's like a once in a lifetime thing, of course, you can justify it. But if it's just a normal day and your boyfriend's angry, your girlfriend's angry, and they're yelling, and this is a cycle and a pattern, um, that anger is not normal. Yeah. And you don't, you can't justify it. And I think as like young adults, people often justify it because maybe your parents were angry with you like yeah. that, you know, yeah. like growing up, if like your mom yells at you, yeah. <laughs> you maybe that you compare the two is yeah. like, oh, my mom had a bad day. So she yelled at me because yeah. I didn't put the dishes up. So in the same way, like my girlfriend or my boyfriend is yelling at me because they had a bad day. Yeah. Or, you know, you think that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is the last one I want to mention is like, unusual moodiness once again like when you're a teenager your hormones are raging like you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have good days but unusual moodiness is like a red flag for like others to notice like if you're if your teenager has just been really you know it's like the light their light has been dimming maybe that's a red flag to see if they're maybe perpetrating the abuse or maybe they're you know the survivor okay And so to answer, like, the next part of your question, is it just usually physical violence? It's unfortunately not. Um, The most common type of violence that young folks face is verbal abuse, Mm -hmm. psychological abuse, um, stalking, and then physical violence. So um, there are many, many different types of abuse that these young kids face. And um, it's really important to educate yourself on these red flags whether you're a parent or you're the teenager themselves um or just really like teachers counselors like you know there are mandatory trainings of course but these these red flags like every other day there's like new ones that come up too so it's really important to keep yourself now that i think about it i had i had this friend in college and she had a like they were dating and the boyfriend would yell at her all the time and, you know, um, like possessive on what to wear, what not to wear. And, you know, at that time, it's just so cute, right? You're like, yeah. oh, like, you know, like, I I still rem- like, it's yeah. so vivid. The memory is so clear. I mean, there was no idea that that was abuse. And like, she started spiral, like, you could see the not the depression, but trying like not to get out with people, I guess, because that's what yeah. he had told her that you can't go meet anyone else just me and uh, like you know and then uh, she was very close friends with us so we would always tell her that this is not normal Mm. and things like that but it took her a while to then end the relationship you know absolutely so isolation is one of the biggest tactics a lot of perpetrators use as well and it doesn't have to be like physical isolation that's what a lot of the a a huge misconception is that like you're going to be locked in the house but yes that does happen but you you lock yourself right because you have been brainwashed that way just the way you were right yeah Yeah. exactly yeah i just wanted to share we just had a caller she just called in to say it's a very good show um that she's tuned in so we just want to thank our listeners and you know if you all have any questions for tisha do give us a call because this is such an important topic and this is nothing new no i mean i I don't want to give my age but (laughs) (laughs) if it's happened to me (laughs) so 
happened to many young girls yes. and boys, you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. It's so the something. cycle just continues. If we're, I mean, we're still talking about it and it's getting mm-hmm. worse, I'm sure, with social media. Yeah, that, we didn't have social media. We didn't media. have phones back then. So, yeah. you know. And unfortunately, nowadays, like, there's even more of a pressure yes. to be in a relationship because of... Yes, we have these movements, right? Where it's like strong, independent young woman who doesn't need anyone. We were just talking about Michelle Obama and how she emphasizes that like focus on yourself, your education and like, you know, a partner should be like this addition to your life rather than like the main focus to your life. And And she herself went through hardship in her Mm -hmm. relationship. It's not something like... She went, it was a smooth relationship. I mean, she did say that she went through uh, marriage counseling and Mm -hmm. things like that. So, you know, it can, it happens to many people. You know, it's not your, you know, just because she's Michelle Obama, she she was the first lady doesn't mean that she had a very smooth bringing Mm -hmm. up or her relationship, you know, because sometimes we always think, oh, Nothing would happen to them. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> she's educated, no, and it's always that misconception. Has even shared their story as a first lady, right? Correct. But, uh, I mean, uh, grateful for her to share that, and then you can relate to her. Like we both are reading the book, yes, uh, and we can actually relate to her as a mother, as a wife, as, as a, a sister, friend, friend yes. everything. So mm-hmm. we're so grateful for her writing this book, yeah. you know. And I'm able to talk about it now. I mean, I don't think I would have ever talked about it yeah. if it wasn't if it, if it wasn't for you, for y'all, for yeah. Daya because yeah. you know y'all bring it out and y'all y'all it's all life uh stories of other survivors and all that. And I'm thinking like, you know, yes, I mean, my story turned out you know, when you compare, it's like, okay, I did get out, out of it. I was in that yeah. and I got out of it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I came yeah. out. Okay. So what's the harm? Like you, you have to share your stories and, and I just feel better. Yeah. I feel like maybe, you know, I've, I've helped hopefully help a teenager yeah. or someone who Absolutely. might think back saying, Oh, I'm going through that now. So yeah. it, that is abuse. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the goal, right, is with prevention and training is like also to just have these really raw conversations about topics that just are really difficult to talk about. And like to think about young teenagers going through like really horrible intimate partner violence, like it's not the best thing to think about. But guess what? It's real life. And like if, you know, 1.5 million students a year are reporting have reported that they have been through some type of violence. And like, I I don't understand why we're not even talking about it more. So yes. I, I'm very grateful to y'all for giving us the space Absolutely. to have these conversations. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and with you, Tisha, going out in the community, yeah. you know, training these young girls, boys, talking to them, you know, having, you know, preventative measures and all. It's, it's great. Yeah. I wish our time we had <laughs> something <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like we are living in Texas, and even though like you know I've I w- went through schooling here, it we don't talk about no, these things. No, that's it's what I was just kind of ask just you, like are these yeah. programs in school because I I mean I haven't heard my sons are middle schoolers so no. So there yeah. are so many strict um, regulations. Sorry, we have yeah. to. Yes, um, we're having this amazing conversation with Tisha Beatty about. Uh, Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. (laughs) Uh, So we were talking about what, as a teen, if you're experiencing dating violence, how can you get help? You know, the first thing I want to say is if you're facing violence and you're a teen, like, 
Uh, it's very important to know it's never your fault. I mm-hmm. always like to say this. It's never your fault because as teenagers, sometimes you might think that like, man, what if, what if I was the reason why my boyfriend or girlfriend is, you know, is being mean to me, is yeah. being abusive. Yeah. And so it's really important to know that like, first step is like to tell yourself, to calm yourself down and tell yourself that like this, none of this is your fault. Yeah. There's nothing in life that you could have done to change the scenario okay. besides not dating yeah. the person, right? Yeah. Which guess yeah. what already has yeah, happened. happened. Yes. So it's best to just go in with this being very strong minded and saying that this is not your fault, but, but it's natural to also feel sad, anxious, you know, mm-hmm angry really like really just hurt overall and those are really real emotions Mm -hmm. and it's okay to feel them and you know it's not like one day you're just gonna wake up and you're gonna think like wow you know my girlfriend my boyfriend it was you know psychologically abusing me so I'm fine now I'm just gonna walk away maybe that might happen my gosh very lucky that happens but you're going to feel these really real emotions. So to answer your question, if you're experiencing dating violence, tell someone. And I know we say that, and it's easy to say this, tell someone. It's really hard. It's really hard to come out and tell your story and be so vulnerable with someone else and trust them with your story. Yes. Um, if you have the ability, tell your parents because yeah. that they're going to be there. But, you know, oftentimes, maybe you can't even tell your parents. So this is when you seek out an adult, an authority figure in your life, whether that be a teacher, counselor. I know a lot of schools now have, like, security off, like, police officers at the school itself. You can go to them. One thing is, a lot of these people are mandated reporters. So once you do report any form of abuse, they do have to report it to whomever they have to report it to. So. If you want your story to be anonymous yeah. still, um, maybe an aunt that yeah. you really trust, you know, yeah. your older sibling who yeah. might be old enough to give you some good advice, yeah. you know, and help you through. But um, the next thing you can also do is, um, and we really encourage this, is like keeping record of your own like abuse. Like if you do have screenshots of your partner being really, you know, really mean to you on text message or voicemail, record it, take a screenshot, print them out. You don't have to give them to anyone. Mm -hmm. Write down the date and the time that it happened as specific as you can get the location. Because when you do decide to report that abuse, then all these things will be so handy for you. You know, like having the exact details is very important. Okay. And then the last thing, once again... (laughs) is leaving the relationship because really, I mean, there is that cycle that, you know, sometimes you think it might have ended, but then that honeymoon phase starts where you get flowers, you get chocolates, you go to watch movies, you go out and hang out with friends and everything might seem normal. Yeah. But guess what? Tensions will build again Mm -hmm. and there will be another explosion. So it's really important to leave the relationship and Leave it for good. Good, But I know that's really easy to say because... Like you said, it takes about nine times, mm -hmm. right? For the cycle. Up to nine times, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's if you're... I think that statistics is for, like, adults. Okay. And so I don't think they have one for teenagers yet. Um, But, yeah, I think telling someone, 
holding on to the details and taking record of all details and leaving is yeah. like the safest thing. And like, uh, one of the great things that we do at Daya is we help with safety planning. And though we don't have like specific teenage services yeah. yet, yeah. um, what you can do is go to our website and we do have safety plans out that if you, for example, are like, you know, for some reason staying with the, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, or you just feel unsafe mm -hmm, like yeah. if you feel like you Lynn yeah. like where you couldn't leave because you thought that this person was going to harm themselves um creating the safety plan for when you are ready to leave is so important too because it keeps not only you safe the people around you safe and like it goes into detail about like you know what to do what not to do and so we have that available yeah. as well <laughs> <laughs> That's good, right? The more resources from our legit source, I think, is important because there's mm -hmm. a lot of information out there. But then it has to come from the right source. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what risk should parents and teens be aware of that us adults may not be aware of? Um, I think we mentioned them, you know, all these like the unusual moodiness and, um, you know, bouts of anger. Of anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one thing that I really want to touch base on is... Young kids are so impressionable and they will follow whatever is modeled for them. Yes. So if you and your partner are acting in a certain way, but you're telling your kids to not act that way, yeah. that's kind of unfair because people will follow what they see. Yeah. And that's a huge risk that we don't talk about. It's yeah. like, Are you are you showing your children what a healthy relationship looks like? Yeah. Are you showing are you taking your kids to like you know an uncle's house who might be, you know, yeah. questionable, yeah. you know? Yeah. Are you modeling the behavior that you want one day want your kids to be yeah. like? Yeah. And so that's a huge risk that we don't Never we don't foresee. Yeah. And um We at Daya right now, what we're doing is like, we get this question a lot is like, how do we even talk to our kids mm -hmm. about these things? And so, um, you know, we have a healthy relationships toolkit for teenagers. But right now, what we're doing is working on one for parents. Mm -hmm. Because as a parent, even though you might like, maybe you've had bouts of like, you know, experiences where you haven't acted in the most proper way around your kids, but like, maybe this toolkit will be able to help a lot of parents like really realize that their actions do matter yeah. and like sometimes it's not even the parents fault sometimes the parents are in an abusive relationship and like yeah. that's being modeled to the kids right. so they think that what they're going through is absolutely normal no. yeah um so yeah that's, yeah because that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the cycle we spoke about right mm -hmm. uh, like if you see it at home happening if they're yelling at each other and then your your Um, whoever you're dating is yelling, you're like, okay, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I see this at home, so it's okay. Absolutely. Right? Like, they love me because my mom loves me, but she yells. So, yes, yeah. You know, my girlfriend, boyfriend must love yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what about the rules against dating in South Asian community? Is this helping keep teens safe? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on it from like a the young person slash like somebody who works in this field view. But I as a I'm not a parent. Yes. And so I don't know how it feels to have a child and yeah. to love and want to protect them so much. So yeah, keep that in mind, yeah. listeners. Like <laughs> I'm not a parent. 
So um, the rules against dating in, you know, the South Asian diaspora, they're so funny because, I mean, we always joke about this as like, okay, you're in school, don't date. You're in college, like, don't date. But then as soon as you graduate, you get a job. It's like, where are my grandchildren? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, how do you know? As you're going through this and navigating all your life without having dated, how do you know, like, what a healthy relationship should look like, you know? And so is this, is not dating keeping kids safe? Absolutely not. Because think about it this way, like, your whole life, your parents are the ones that, like, have raised you, right? They're the ones that you sort of look up to, whether they've had a healthy relationship or not. But they're the ones that you trust the most. And like parents will also say like, I love you the most. I, I want you to trust, you know, yeah. us the most. Yes. But then when you put the strict rule of like, you're not going to date anyone. First of all, I was a rebel. I did exactly <laughs> what my parents told me not to do. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to happen. Yes. They're going to date. And guess what? You know, how you... How does a kid who's not even supposed to be dating tell you that, hey, mom and dad, um, I'm being abused by my partner? Yes, Yes. because they're not supposed to be doing it. And so you're not there for your child, you know, you don't you haven't created that safe space for For them them to come talk. And guess what? I mean, you maybe these are the values of people living in India, which totally is not true. My younger cousins there are way far more advanced than I was, like, even growing (laughs) up here. But they, like, that might be the, you know, way that things go back home. But here, like, they're going to be exposed to all different cultures and all different values. So as scary as as it might seem for you as parents to allow your kids to, like, explore the idea of dating. Dating, yeah. it's really at the end of the day, keeping them healthy. Like you're going to be able to have a conversation with them about like how to keep yourself safe. If you are going to plan on, you know, being sexually active, because what do you want? Like, would you rather have your child be safe while doing something or be unsafe while doing something and you just not knowing, you know? So, um, I really encourage like everyone to take a like a deep breath and like think about what values might have been passed on from like your own parents to you. Yeah. But how can you break that generational curse of like not passing on these values that really hold maybe no value to your kids yeah. onto them, you know? Yeah. And so, so, uh, so just to that, I have a boy and he's like just turned 12, you know, and I'm one of those. I'm those Indian moms that know you're not dating. And luckily... <laughs> Because he was just talking about a girl he likes and he's going to ask. And I'm like, Sam, you deal with it. <laughs> but my reason is like, I don't want him to go through a heart a heartbreak so early, right? Like, I don't want him because I know he's such a softy and I don't want him to go through that pain. So I guess I'm trying to protect it. But then again, he is going to go through it at some point. So I give kudos to my husband because... He he is very broad. But again, I guess that's how he was raised as well. Like he he's very open minded mm-hmm. in that sense and can easily converse about it compared to me. I'm yeah. like, Sam, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you the- know, but it's a learning experience yes. for me, for me to have that relationship mm-hmm. with my boy. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And that's why I said I was like, I don't know what it feels like to have this 
thing, yes. you know, I don't yeah. want to call a kid a thing, yeah. but like yeah. this thing that like you the gave birth to yes. and like yeah. that connection. The, yeah. So I understand wanting to protect your kids, yes. but like, I, you How know. did you deal with it? You were okay with it? Oh, like with Aaron, uh, with Aaron dating? Yeah. yeah, I I actually the first thing I said to him like you always have to respect her. It has yeah. to be both ways. Uh you can, you know, you try to kind of like have an open communication with her. Yeah. That time when things were getting kind yeah. of serious because yeah. I, and I I still remember him I me telling him that she will always be my daughter first. Yeah. You know, oh. like she she will be my daughter. So If anything is wrong, I'll protect her. So I I gave him that kind of uh, yeah. advice like with him. And he's engaged him. now. So yeah, he's engaged. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna be a sasu. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be the luckiest yeah. person to have you as like a mother. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's still dealing with me. <laughs> <laughs> he's still trying to settle in <laughs> in my brain. Oh. <laughs> But uh, but the, you know I wanted to ask you Tisha as um f- like for teenagers with their friends like uh, you know if, if a friend is seeing their friend going through it so as a friend what advice or tip can you give who is yeah, you know yeah. you because you have talked you y'all have given us advice as adults right yeah. but as uh, when teenagers and their friends and they see their friends going through so what can they yeah. do No that's a wonderful question and um It's along the same lines of like telling somebody that you trust like if my friend is going through something I, and I'm a teenager I would go to my parents and say hey like listen I think Sarah is you know not in a healthy relationship like please don't tell anyone right now but I want your advice to what should I do for my friend Sarah Um the next thing you can do is tell your friend that you believe them and mm. that you're there for them no matter what decision they make because this is not once again your story. Yeah. This is the survivor's story. So they will tell you as much as they want to. They will do things when yeah. they want to. Yes. But of course, if you see it and if you see it's right and you think it's like very very unsafe, yeah. telling somebody that you trust um maybe that be the school counselor or teacher that you both have yeah. and letting somebody an adult uh, yeah, sort of take the that, lead yeah. because yeah. as a young teenager it's also very difficult to see your friend going through that so it is really good to have support but mm. one thing i will emphasize is always letting your friend know that you're there for them and that mm. you believe them because sometimes at that age and even as adults we sometimes do have these implicit biases that like oh maybe they didn't really go through that maybe they're just exaggerating yes and it happens right. a lot in like you know since i've worked with teenagers a lot of people think that you know these are just rumors or someone's exaggerating and so but believing them yeah. as a survivor the best thing you can ever hear is that somebody believes you and that they're there for you Yeah and as as teenagers also it's that secret right mm-hmm. you have to keep it as a secret, secret. Yes. you can you feel like you don't want to snitch on your yeah. friend but mm-hmm. then i guess as as parents we need to even uh tell our kids that's not called mm-hmm. snitching that's you're you're trying to help yes. that friend of and yours because sometimes we hear those stories yes. where you know kids will come and tell their parents you know so and so is going through this mm-hmm. Or, or you know but they say then at the same time they will say i'm not getting in i don't want yeah. to say anything i'm not right. getting in yeah. right yeah so because, because they don't want to break that trust yes yeah yes. it's hard so yeah that fine it's a fine line right but if yeah but if like you know teenagers are listening in just i want to really you know 
bring awareness to the fact that a lot of mental health issues also start with abusive relationships. And oftentimes people do feel very depressed. They feel, you know, also suicidal when they're, you know, facing such type of intimate partner violence. So, um, you know, you won't be snitching on your friend if you tell somebody that you trust and somebody who can take the lead. You're just helping them. And um, sooner or later, your friend will realize and be thankful for that Um, in the moment. They might not be the happiest, but later on in life, they might look back and say, hey, had it not been my friend (laughs) telling our teacher, maybe I would not be alive today, you know? Yeah, true. Um, So what is a good age to start talking about dating violence? Oh, my gosh. If I could start talking to infants, I would. (laughs) 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 That is when their brains are developing the most. Um, So that is when exactly, like, I think as soon as children are able to understand you, so whether that be, like, toddlers, and I'm not saying talk to your toddler about sex, right, or healthy relationships, but I'm saying um, how, you know, there's this song that I've been seeing on TikTok that parents are teaching to their young kids is, like, my no-no zone, like, my boundary song. Yeah. That, hey, mom, right now I don't want to be hugged. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's nothing against you. It's just my own boundary right yeah. now. Yeah. Teaching them that. Yeah. Don't you think that, like, then if a weird family member or family yeah. friend approaches them that they won't say something yeah. similar? Yeah. And then when they start dating someone and, like, something's happening that they see that something's wrong, like, that they yeah. will then Once. speak up. Yeah. And then in a marriage, like, you know, like. Yeah. As young as you can start is the best because, once again, we believe in, like, prevention is better than intervention. Um, And it it works. A lot of, you know, studies have been done that when you do speak to younger kids about boundaries, that they are less likely to fall victim to a lot of, like, unwanted touching. Like, they will speak up, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, they They will report it properly. Yeah. And as a parent, you will also have that satisfaction of knowing that my kid knows yeah. how to speak can, up. Yeah. yeah, he or she can take care of Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, start as young as you can. And um, I'll let y'all know when Daya's <laughs> Healthy Relationship Toolkit for <laughs> yes, Parents yes, is yes, out. Yeah. Because I think you that can. toolkit, you can apply it to any age group too. Right. Um, so many teens are hesitant to talk to their parents about dating. How can we break that barrier? Man, it's so scary. I think about myself in this situation. <laughs> like, it's nerve-wracking to, like, go from, you know, not being allowed to date to then having to tell your parents um, or, like, wanting to tell them. But I think we break the barrier by us adults taking responsibility for, you know, like, how we approach this conversation and these yeah. topics. Because we can't put it all on teenagers, right? They're right. already, like, going through yeah. so, so much, much. Yeah. that it's our responsibility as adults to create that safe space. Exactly. So, once again, even if you don't like the idea of your young teen dating yeah. someone, it's really important that, like, you recognize that you do live in a society where it is normal mm-hmm. to do yeah. that. Yeah. And um, you do need to recognize that whether you want it or not, it's it will happen. happen. Yes. Or maybe it won't. Yeah. You never know. No. Yeah. I have no 
you know, side note, I've noticed like my friends who were always allowed to date never had a boyfriend till yeah. like college. Yeah. But then my friends who like weren't allowed to date <laughs> always had like secret girlfriend boyfriends like yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. So sometimes like opening up that space like takes away that like curiosity. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. as kids, you're so curious about everything. And so if you open up that safe yeah. space and say, okay, this is what it is. Like, this is what a healthy relationship looks like. This is how to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Um, and um, of course, it's age appropriate yes. because you're not going to tell your eight-year-old, nine-year-old yeah. Yeah. to have safe sex. Yeah. But like you're <laughs> yeah. teenagers, you right. know? Um, so opening up a space that's age appropriate for like yeah. each age group and like continuing that conversation. And I think um, something that like is funny is like when you keep having these conversations – it like the same things can just keep applying. So you don't have to like think of something new that yeah. by the age that your child is ready yeah. to go off to college, you don't have to give them uh, the talk, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. or um, tell them how to be safe, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. And so it's really important to just, I mean, for us adults, once again, just to take that responsibility. Yes. yes. I mean, yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting into yeah. that, right? <laughs> Daya doing any events for Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month? Yeah, we actually have a webinar coming up soon uh, with a subject matter expert, Rishmi okay. Patel. Um, she has worked with Daya prior to me joining, but yeah. I have heard nothing but amazing things about her. Okay. And she's volunteered and worked with really amazing and impressive organizations. Um, so she'll be hosting that webinar. And I should really know this <laughs> exactly what date. I believe it's February 23rd okay. but let me just make sure, sure. but it, if you go to our um, social media mm -hmm. um, all of the information should be on there yeah and um, you can share it with us too because we can share it absolutely yes. so it's friday february 24th from 12 to 1 p.m central okay. it's on zoom so like while you're having your lunch like tune in you know just listen maybe yeah. maybe you'll learn something new or maybe you'll just hear something that you maybe forgot about yeah. Um, you can register through our social media. There should be, everything should be linked on there. And if you have any trouble accessing, please feel free to message us. Okay. But that's our big event that's happening. Okay, that's awesome. And how does Daya engage with teens in your work? Yeah, and so this is what is exciting that's coming with, you know, my new position is that I really get to work with children, not children, but like teenagers. Yeah. And really, like, dive deep into prevention with them. And so we released our Healthy Relationships Toolkit last year. And although we've been previewing it a lot to people, yeah. but this year really, I mean, we have amazing workshops coming up with, like, high school girls that will be getting diving deep into that toolkit and okay. really seeing how it can benefit everyone. Um, and the toolkit is available online. Okay. Um, should be up on the website. <laughs> Once again, really bad. <laughs> Should be checking the website more. <laughs> but um, really just like educating. Mm -hmm. Also opening up our like platform for, you know, kids to come on yeah. and do like videos for us, like reels. I know a lot of like young yeah. girls will be yeah. now making reels for yeah. like certain months of the year that we celebrate or um, volunteering with us, although you have to be 18 to volunteer yes. with our clients, yeah. but, you know, coming out to our clothing drive, seeing how, like, 
your the community how them giving back to our clients yes. and how great that feels and like really learning about the mission mm-hmm. so um we always we always hope that the younger ones will come out to events like that and help yeah. you know support but um if you are interested and you're a teenager and you have a group of friends or like a school club mm-hmm. that you want to invite Daya out to to maybe have this conversation, you know, please reach out to us. You can contact us from the website and like it could start with you. You yeah. could be the agent of change within your friend group or your school club. Um, and that's what I want to end off with is um, I hope. Everyone learned at yes. least something new today. It was, it was an amazing conversation and it was so, uh, there was so much information and I really appreciate you taking the time and being here. Of course. And it was, it was just fun, you know, at the same <laughs> yeah, time. It exactly. was not an easy topic, but. Right. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, we always talk about adults forgetting yeah. the teens, you know, yeah. they're, the they're kids, in such right? a so, sensitive yeah. age yes. where so much is happening for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. And oftentimes important. they're victimized. Uh, like, like, I mean, we they're ridiculed right yes. Like, yes is that oh they're just acting, acting this way yes. but like maybe taking the but time to really yeah. really Understand. learn about these yes. things and like being that person that rock for your kids yes. you know yes thank you so much thank you listeners uh we had a great show and we will see you next time same place same time bye-bye thank you thank you tisha